podcast number three of three for the week 14 main slate breaking down the final breakdown of the week 14 main slate let's get it going What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. We are going through the Week 14 main slate, the final article breakdown. Currently watching UFC right now. We're Song Yadong. You son of a bitch. You're going to lose this fucking fight because you're an idiot. But the Badgers are beating Ohio State, so hey, look, it's a good way to go. Any which way. So we're going to go position by position. Going to explain a little bit of why I went where I went. Uh, Like I said, this was very much a slate where you needed to just pick a path and go with it. So there are a ton of plays on this slate, but these are the guys that I will be utilizing this weekend in my own lineups for both cash and GPP. So if you have any issues, if you want to talk about something, you have to get a hold of me. Just DM me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore one three or hit me up in the slack chat for full-time fantasy dfs any which way let's go you got quarterback top guy on the board uh at least as far as pricing because that's how i list it is based on the FanDuel price is aaron Rodgers attacking the washington redskins pass defense um on paper, it's not going to look like a great matchup, but Aaron Rodgers is jacked up for this game. They are looking to really try and keep ahead of the Minnesota Vikings and get that first round by. So they are going to be passing this ball uh, quite frequently, uh, very heavily. Uh, I did look at Aaron Jones, but just the fact that um, – He's not being utilized all that much, really, in both the running and the passing game. That's why I went with Rodgers instead. Next on the board, we got Kirk Cousins in a matchup against the Detroit Lions. I expect this game to kind of shoot out, but it's all going to depend upon David Blau on the other side. Um, But I believe that Kirk is going to get his points no matter what. We do have a banged-up Dalvin Cook. So the big question was whether or not to go with Cook or Madison. I have decided just to leave it completely alone. Um, Focusing mostly on Kirk Cousins and the passing game. Uh, Them trying to give Dalvin Cook a little bit of a break so he's not taking such such a huge pounding on that shoulder. The only problem is with him being in there, I think it kills the value of Madison because they're not going to put them both on there on the field at the same time. But if they take Dalvin Cook off the field, it's very much going to tell tell them kind of where they're going to go through the passing game. 
Madison's still a rookie. I don't think they were they're going to completely give him a ton of carries with Dalvin Cook involved. They'll give him just enough to kind of, you know, give him an extra spell again protecting the shoulder. Now, if Dalvin Cook was gone and it was just Alexander Madison there, absolutely. Absolutely 100% on board. But I can't go I can't go either way when both are involved. So, uh, Kirk Cousins should have a ton of success against the Detroit Lions, at least get us into that 20 uh, to 24 point range and has the upside to get more. Next on the board, it's going to be Deshaun Watson against the Denver Broncos. Not a terrific matchup on paper, but we do know that Watson does have upside. And if you look at what happened when the Denver Broncos faced Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills two weeks ago, uh, Josh Allen got to the 20-point threshold in that matchup. Watson has a higher ceiling, in my opinion, than Josh Allen. So it is going to be um, a good spot for Deshaun Watson to try and get points. Um, I'm not scared of Chris Harris in the oh, majority draw. <laughs> Oh, everybody got fucked on that fight. That's awesome. Um, so everybody's scared about like Chris Harris in the past defense, but they have been giving up points, especially to wide receiver ones. Uh, guys of you know not even um, DeAndre Hopkins ilk. So you're going to tell me that DeAndre Hopkins in that same matchup that court that. Uh, that Mike Williams just torched isn't going to get his points? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. So I don't think you have to pair in cash. I would pair in GPP. Uh, we are still waiting to see if Will Fuller is going to be involved. That's kind of going to play a little bit more into it too. Um, but I I don't think Kenny Stills is a bad play if uh, Will Fuller's out. Uh, next on the list for cash, uh, we have Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're expecting the game in, against the New York Jets to shoot out. The best way to attack the New York Jets is through the air. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is you know another one of those quote-unquote revenge games. Um, can we just say that he's actually playing out of his fucking mind right now and he's doing really, really well? I think that's more why I would pick Ryan Fitzpatrick, not for the revenge narrative. Uh, in this spot, he is very cheap. He is, uh, as far as rankings, he is 20, 29, 15, and 10. So on the DK, on the DK and uh, fantasy draft side, he's a little bit higher, but he's still cheaper than the other options. Um, although on fantasy draft, I may take a look more on, at say, Kirk Cousins because he's only two spots higher. GPP, we got two guys here. We got, <clears throat> and they're true GPP options, okay? You have Kyle Allen, who, if you look back over the last couple of weeks, has been doing well. He's been scoring over 20 to 24 points uh, for the Carolina Panthers. The only issue I have here is whether or not this team is just going to fold it up after the firing of Coach Ron Rivera or if they're going to come out swinging. It's a very good matchup against the Atlanta Falcons defense. So <clears throat> I think there is, if you look at it as far as, like, say, DJ Moore, um, uh, Curtis Samuel, 
we don't have Greg Olson. We have Ian Thomas. I'm not high on Ian Thomas, but you do have Christian McCaffrey still involved. So um, that's only going to raise Kyle. <coughs> that's only going to keep Kyle, Kyle Allen um, viable uh, because of the pass-catching option that he does have in the backfield. So I do like Kyle Allen. He's probably not my favorite. I'd probably go down to my next guy. Uh, to be completely honest with you, and just ride the complete GPP wave, and that is David Blau. Uh, it is super risky. Uh, I did say it could truly pull a John Bon Jovi and go down in a blaze of glory. Um, this kid can do some damage. This kid, they're just having him sling the fucking ball. They're not going to be able to run. Fuck both cars, Burrow. You know, fuck Ty Johnson. J.D. McKissick, eh, maybe, maybe. But I'm not really high on him. Anyways, but uh, David Blau definitely has his two top options, um, especially with T.J. Hawkinson down. Um, you're going to see a very big, you know, an even bigger target share for both Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I am citing on Marvin Jones uh, because of his history against Xavier Rhodes in the past. Uh, we saw it earlier this year. And it's kind of funny because we see we saw the four touchdown performance earlier this season, but yet everybody's going to Kenny Galladay. I like Kenny Galladay, but if any everybody's talking Kenny Galladay, then guess what you got to do? You kind of got to look the other way. You got to look at Marvin Jones. He is cheaper. He's going to be you know be able to get you. Um, uh, He's going to give you the opportunity to spend up elsewhere. He's going to be just as targeted as Galladay in this matchup. I think Marvin Jones is going to run with this. So that's my opinion. If you're too scared to pick between one or the other, if you consider it like a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I don't blame you whatsoever. But I will have Marvin Jones in probably 100% of my lineups. Okay, maybe 80 because i got to hedge it. But um, I'm pretty I'm pretty damn high on Marvin Jones. Uh, Sunday Night Football options, it's going to be kind of a crapshoot. Uh, I do kind of like Russell Wilson in this matchup against the Rams, um, but I like Jared Goff a little bit more on the other side. Um, the Rams can pass, definitely. We saw it last week with Kirk Cousins. The Rams can do the same thing. They are at home, so um, I'll take a shot on Goff in there, but it's probably going to be more for the primetime slate. Running backs, cash. Uh, you can't go wrong with Derrick Henry. Uh, great spot against the Oakland Raiders. Um, they're not going to be able to stop them or stop him. He's just going to completely eat him up. So he's probably the guy that I really want to fit in the most, um, and that's why he's at the top spot in terms of price versus Christian McCaffrey. Next on the board, we got Nick Chubb. A uh, little, a little hesitant, you know, compared to Henry as far as like um, carries being divided between him and Kareem Hunt. But Nick Chubb is getting the bulk majority of the carries. Like it's not close. It's, we're not talking like fifteen, you know, fifteen and ten. We're talking like uh, twenty, twenty-two to ten in terms of carries. You know, yeah, Kareem Hunt's getting a couple of spots, you know, where he's getting passes and stuff. But uh, you'll, I'll tell you later here as far as Kareem Hunt. But 
Nick Chubb is getting the job done now. The price kind of is it's way up there, but it is it is a very safe matchup versus Cincinnati Bengals. And yes, Cincinnati has gotten a lot better, but if they are if the Cleveland Browns are smart, they are just going to ride the shit out of Chubb this week. Next on the board, we have Leonard Fournette against the Chargers defense. Now, I do like the Chargers in this game, but Leonard Fournette, uh, especially if you look on on FanDuel with the pass receptions, uh, he's pretty low price as far as, you know, at running back for 7500 It's a very fair price. Um, he's a little bit higher on all the other sites, um, but especially on, like, say, DK and Fantasy Draft, the price reflects the full PPR, uh, which he should accomplish here. Now that he's got Gardner Minshew back, uh, they would be stupid to not give Leonard the Fournette the ball 30-plus times, or touches, I should say. Next on the list, probably my favorite is, he is my favorite guy on the board, is Melvin Gordon the third. This will be the guy that I will probably put in 100% of my lineups, um, cash and GPP. Uh, very... Moderately priced across the board, which we love, uh, especially when you look at, say, the $23 that he is on Yahoo. That's only 3 bucks above what a mediocre uh, running back gets priced. That's a $20 level right in there. So <clears throat> very fairly priced. 6400 is way too low on DK, and especially the 12000 You kind of look at 10000 as kind of being like a min-based price. Um, for most running backs, you know, they fall below that. It's a hell of an option. But, I mean, you get two grand just above that threshold. Uh, it's a very hell of a good price. Uh, we do have Benny Snell. I do like him over on uh, FanDuel and Yahoo the most because it is the half-point PPR site. He's not going to get any pat, you know, much for pass receptions, maybe one in a game. Now, he is very touchdown uh, reliant, but if you look at his price, if you look at his price on the two sites, he's 29, 32, 18, and 20 across the board. So if you can get to 29 and 32, 32nd highest price running back as a value option, that's a very, very good price to pay. So definitely take a look there. Now, last but certainly not least, when you look out all the way down, we have Devonta Freeman for the Atlanta Falcons. I generally do not like Atlanta Falcons running backs, uh, but it is a great spot against the Carolina Panthers rush defense. Um, you look on FanDuel, he is $6,000 over on FanDuel. That is a fantastic price. He is still not even that bad over on DK where he is 5400 That's a very fair price. It's almost borderline way too cheap. For a running back with his talent, I know the offensive line has been bad. It's been banged up. But in a matchup against this defense, I think you have to take a shot with him. Take the savings. Pay all the way down. It'll help you later when you want to pay up at, say, maybe tight end, maybe at your quarterback position or at wide receiver. GPP, top of the list, Christian McCaffrey. I'm not the highest on CMC, but this is a pretty good matchup. Again, we're getting back into the whole uh, what's what's going to happen in 
Carolina after the firing of Ron Rivera. It's a team going to quit. I don't think, as far as CMC is concerned, that it's going to be that big of an issue. Uh, it's basically his price. If you feel comfortable using him in cash, I don't have a problem with it, to be completely honest. But you're going to have to find value at the other positions. Now, I should have enough value everywhere to where you could put CMC in there if you really wanted to. Next on the next on the GPP list is Sony Michelle. Uh, I think this is only like the second time I've had Sony Michelle on here. Uh, once I think was on a Saturday uh, Sunday night football game. So uh, everybody's gravitating to <clears throat> James White, but the thing that everybody needs to realize is that this is more of a if you want to control the clock, you need to ground and pound the fuck out of this. I'm actually trying to get to the game here. Um, they're the Kansas City Chiefs are worse with running backs on the ground than they are through to the actual pass catching running backs. Now they're bad against pass catching running backs. They're just above you know league average. But um, in this type of matchup, you got a quarterback that can't throw downfield. Um. Whether or not you believe that's because of Tom Brady himself or just the pass receiving targets uh, that are hindering him, uh, that's really kind of the question. Either way, he's not throwing the ball downfield. So you get Sonny Michelle in a game like this. He has history against the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody wants to use Sonny Michelle because they're too fucking worried. Perfect. Perfect. He's 21, 17, 24, and 34 across the board. He is cheap all the way across, Yahoo is at that $20 threshold. So if you believe what we've been telling you all season, and we've had great success with running backs versus the Kansas City Chiefs, especially the grounded pounders, then this is a terrific spot for Sony Michelle. Taking a little bit of a risk here with Darius Geis, choosing one over the other with Adrian Peterson. <clears throat> Adrian Peterson it has come off the questionable list. He is he is healthy. He's just resting, uh, which is what I expected. I do like Adrian Peterson in this matchup. I did say it on the other two podcasts. He's very, very dirt cheap. He's going to get carries. He's probably technically the number one starter. But the upside that guy that Geis has over Peterson is undeniable. So if you want to take a shot, especially in a game against a terrible, terrible Green Bay Packers rush defense, this is the guy that you want to use. Last but certainly not least is Kareem Hunt. I told you we'd get back to him. I have have interest in Hunt even though I'm high on Chubb, and I would probably still take Chubb before I'd ever take Hunt. But he's going to get his touches. He's going to get his output. I like his price a little bit more over on FanDuel and Yahoo. He's dirt cheap over there. He's priced up a little bit more on DK and Fantasy Draft. I mean, we're talking on DK and Fantasy Draft, he's 12 and 16. That's high. But on FanDuel and Yahoo, he's 23rd and 27th. So... 
Pick your poison. If you want to just stick with Chubb, I don't blame you. That's probably the route that I'm going to go, but I do have some interest in Chubb. Chubb can do just as much uh, as Nick Chubb in this, you know, because it's a similar matchup. They're both top running backs. So, Sunday Night Football options. I do like Todd Gurley on the on the uh, ramp side, and then I like Chris Carson and Rashad Penny on the Seattle side. Now, L.A. gives up more points to running backs through the air than they do on the ground, um, so definitely keep that in mind. Uh, Chris Carson does still receive a lot of pass, you know, receives his share of passes, but Penny gets a lot more in the end. So definitely uh, take a look there, especially for primetime slate. Um, I don't think you can go wrong. Primetime slate, Penny's probably going to be really kind of high up there as far as ownership. So just be aware of that. Wide receiver we have top of the thing is Devontae Adams uh, with Green Bay Packers. If I like Rodgers, I like Adams. Adams getting the double-digit targets. Uh, Definitely a guy that I'm probably going to lock in over there. Uh, Next on the list, you'll notice it's an extreme drop. We go, you know, if you go from just FanDuel pricing alone, you're going from an $8,400 wide receiver to a $7,300 receiver in Cortland Sutton, who is getting it done no matter who the fuck is throwing the ball at him. So definitely a guy to consider. Uh, He's cheaper, actually, on the other three sites where he – He's $21 on Yahoo, $6,400 on DK, $12,100 on Fantasy Draft. So that's a 25, 22, and 27 uh, 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 highest price player for the wide receivers. He's 15 on FanDuel, so he's a little pricier over there. But he's consistent. He's getting it done. He just gets the production done. He's been getting a touchdown. So, I mean, you really can't look at it and go, okay, no, I, I don't want that guy. You just can't. Um, next on the list is everybody's you know, new golden boy in Devontae Parker. Do we really need to talk about anything here? He's just been consistent and shit. Ryan Fitzpatrick loves him. If you're using Ryan Fitzpatrick, you might as well just put fucking Parker right in there. <coughs> next on the list, we have a guy who's just as consistent, if not more consistent, than G- DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. His price is just fantastic over on, fan- on FanDuel. He's a little bit higher on the other sites, so uh, just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, the same kind of goes for Parker, too. Parker's got a really fucking fantastic price if you're looking for just plain value. Uh, he's $20 over on Yahoo for the 28th highest price wide receiver. Um, almost failed to mention that. Uh, next on the list, we have Jarvis Landry. Now, you pick between him and Odell Beckham. What's the, things that, what's the, what's the one thing? That keeps them, that that makes them different. Okay, they get similar amount of targets, right? From Baker Mayfield, the only thing that's different is Jarvis Landry actually catches the fucking ball. Whether or not it's a better ball than what's being thrown to Odell Beckham, that's kind of a, another story. But Jarvis Landry is also not trying to make spectacular, spectacular fucking one-handed catches every week. So take it for what it is. He's been really consistent this season. Uh, his price over on Fantasy Draft is fantastic. Next on the list, we have Calvin Ridley for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he is in the best spot of all the Atlanta wide receivers. That includes Mr. Julio Jones, who is facing uh, James Bradbury. Uh, he's a, 
he's just getting he's starting to get it done every week after a slow start. The best price is over on FanDuel, where he's sixty nine hundred for being, and he is the twenty second highest priced wide receiver over there. Uh, next, we have James Washington. He's a little bit riskier for cash, but the fact that De- uh, Devlin Hodges uh, does like to throw to him each and every week and is hitting him on uh, uh, the high upside plays, the long down the field plays. That's interesting. He's done it each of the last two weeks. Um, it's kind of more of a boom and bust, boomer bust option, but I think it's very calculated because of his target share. Uh, his best price is over on uh, Yahoo, where he is $15. That's $5 above minimum price for the 51st. 51st highest priced wide receiver. The other three sites, he is 26, 29, and 29. That's a lot of value on Yahoo. So if and on the other sites you think he's a little bit too high, you want to save a little bit more, that's fine. But definitely take a look at him on Yahoo. I don't know if we can really pass that up. Next on the list, we do have Marvin Jones, the guy that I'm taking the stand on. Uh, price is part of the factor, but like I said, he's he's going to line up on Xavier Rhodes most of the time. So where I don't see him getting four touchdowns, uh, he's definitely in line for one, if not two, and I do like David Blau. Uh, best price, again, is over on DK and on Fantasy Draft. Next on the list, you got Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson was pretty much more of a GPP play until the last like two or three weeks where Sam Darnold's been targeting him way more than he's been targeting Jameson Crowder, uh, mostly because Robbie Anderson's actually been catching the ball. Very good matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we like the wide receiver ones against Miami Dolphins. Wide receiver one could be considered the guy who's on the outside. So definitely take a look at him over there. Uh, DK and Fantasy Draft, best price. Next on the list, you have Tyler Boyd. <clears throat> His price is not going up. I don't know why. Um, pretty much he's going to be an auto lock as long as Dalton's there. So he is 33rd, 39, 32nd, and 28 across the board. Uh, it's very, very much too cheap for a guy who's getting almost double-digit targets every week. Last but not least, we got another high-risk, high-reward. Um, but because of the incredibly low price and no Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis sucks a bag of dicks, I'll take the shot. A.J. Brown, especially on FanDuel, $5,400, 63rd highest priced wide receiver. He's 41, 41, and 49 across the board. It's a pretty damn good price for the kids upside. Now, I am more on Derrick Henry, but I think if you really wanted to take some savings uh, at your wide receiver position, I think A.J. Brown is a good spot to go. GPP, DeAndre Hopkins tops the list. Uh, it's not really going to be necessary to pay up really that much at wide receiver this week in cash outside of Devontae Adams. So uh, if you look at the numbers, if you look at the play, I said it earlier, Chris Harris, everybody's scared of Chris Harris. In my opinion, he is starting to trend downward, almost like Xavier Rhodes. You can beat him deep <clears throat> if there's if the – Texans are smart. They're going to try and run the double move with Hopkins. 
and try to go up top on him. Next on the list we have is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek has uh, an up-and-down history versus the New England Patriots. He was good in last year's um, regular season game, but just completely got blanketed in the <clears throat> uh, playoff game. So you're going to have to tread lightly with I, In my opinion, tread lightly with it if you want to take a shot with it. He does have the upside to get it done. If you believe in Mahomes, I think you have to believe in Tyreek Hill. Next on the list we have is Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs would have been in cash if Adam Thielen was in, you know, was involved in this game. Um, I like using Diggs when Thielen, when Thielen is in because it takes a lot of the pressure off of Diggs. They can't roll coverage over to him. They'll leave the other guys more free. They'll take out the guy with the higher upside. But he does have the upside in here. It is the Detroit Lions. Next, everybody's traveling to Chris Godwin now that Kenny Moore is out for the Indianapolis Colts. Nope. I'm going to take the clear shot. Mike Evans. Going up against Pierre Desaire. Coverage won't change on Mike Evans. Or Mike Evans. It's going to be complete one-on-one. Chris Godwin. Oh, you think they're not going to roll a guy over and box Godwin in over there now that Moore's out and you're going to have a backup corner in there? Come on, get the fuck out of here. Next on the list, Kenny Galladay. Need we see more? He's got a great matchup against Trey Waynes, even if he's not facing Xavier Rhodes. <clears throat> Will Fuller is next. He's still currently questionable, so be careful if you want to run with this one, especially if you're going to try and run a... Uh, Houston, Texas stack against the Denver Broncos, which I'm not fully on board with. But Will Fuller has the talent to actually go up over the top on him. Next on the list, we do have one Jamison Crowder, uh, who has been dropping the ball quite a bit lately. Um, But it is a very good matchup against the Miami Dolphins. I think Darnold will try and get him involved, uh, especially if... Ryan Griffin at tight end is out. Uh, We talked about Curtis Samuel. Uh, He's actually got the better matchup compared to DJ Moore. Um, And he has been getting more involved lately. So Curtis Samuel will definitely be somebody that I'll probably take a look at. The next guy you have is Alan Lazard. He is second. He's been the second option to Devontae Adams. He showed it again last week uh, when I wanted to see who was going to be more involved in here. It was definitely Lazard. Uh, Sunday Night Football options. Nobody wants to touch Tyler Lockett, so he makes for a perfect GPP play. Uh, And you can beat the L.A. Rams in the slot. I don't know. I don't actually think that they're going to roll Ramsey in there. I think they're going to keep Ramsey more on DK Metcalf and keep him kind of in check. <clears throat> so on the other side, you have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, Robert Woods is definitely getting a lot of targets, as is Cooper Cup. I expect the LA Rams to pass a lot still in this game, even if they have Todd Gurley involved. Don't worry about Brandon Cooks. He's dead to me. Tight end, Cash, Jack Doyle, lock it in. Um, 
I don't necessarily have to lock it in. Yeah, this price has gone up, uh, but he is the top target now for uh, Jacoby Brissett. He'll be heavily owned across the board this week outside of Vance McDonald versus Arizona. <clears throat> Next, Darren Water, Darren Water, Darren Waller versus the Tennessee Titans. We do like to, we do like tight ends against the Tennessee Titans. They give up a ton of points, and Darren Waller is pretty much the best player in the um, Raiders passing game. Uh, Vance McDonald, tight end versus Arizona theory. I'm personally not going to play him. I just don't think it's going to get the job done. I don't think Devil and Hodges gets a ton of throws. If they take any shots, it's going to be James Washington. Um, and then you're going to see mostly them just grounded pounding it with Betty Snell. Last but not least, Kyle Rudolph. Now that Thielen is out, uh, Kyle Rudolph is definitely viable. He is thriving when Adam Thielen is not on the field. Best price is going to be over on FanDuel, 4800 for the 34th highest price tight end. Okay, the other three sites, he is 14, 10, and 15. So he's grossly mispriced over on FanDuel. But of course, they're going to blame that on the fact that they just played on Monday night. Right? Uh, GPP, we do have one Austin Hooper. Uh, it is my theory that the Atlanta Falcons offense had, start the, had started to falter uh, once you saw Austin Hooper go down with injury about four weeks ago. So that's kind of been the key to Matt Ryan's upside. Now, I did not include Matt Ryan. I did like Matt Ryan in the spot, but I've decided to go other routes. Uh, but I will be taking definitely be taking a look at Austin Hooper um, I don't think he's going to be very highly owned. Uh, next on the list, we have Ryan Griffin. Like I said, he's questionable, so just kind of keep an, keep an eye on him. Uh, Darnold loves him, so he's going to be involved in the passing game. Uh, last but not least, you're going to have Jimmy Graham on here. He could actually be the second target uh, for this week in a spot against the Redskins where they are really bad against tight ends. So uh, definitely go ahead and just take a look there. Defenses. Oh. Aspen Lad. Aspen Lad just won. I hate Aspen Lad. She's got such a goofy fucking looking face. I hate goofy people who look goofy. Doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. So if you got a goofy face, don't show me your goofy face. I know I got a goofy face. Maybe that's part of the reason why I hate goofy faces. All right. Defenses. Cash. <clears throat> Actually, I could just start with GPP. The only GPP defense that I have listed is Indianapolis Colts, basically because it's Jameis Winston. Um, plus, the offense slows the ball, slows, blah, 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 slows the tempo down, which could cause Winston to actually pass more and kind of get uh, nervous and excited and make really terrible throws. Uh, Cash, we're going to run this down real quick. Starting up with the Green Bay Packers against the Washington Redskins. Yes, I do like guys, but the defense should be able to sack, uh, get pressure in on Dwayne Haskins and should force him into a couple of turnovers. Uh, I do actually kind of like Cleveland Browns. Um, if Olivier Vernon is indeed back this week, which he's supposed to, it's going to help the pass rush, there should be opportunities for, turno- for turnovers with a bad offensive line. 
of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, next, we have the Houston Texans versus the Denver Broncos. Now, I do like Cortland Sutton no matter who's at quarterback, right? Um, but we did see the rookie in Drew Locke have a major regression during the game last week. So he may come out hot again, but once they get kind of past like that script uh, that coaches like to do, uh, this could absolutely be a spot where they might feast on turnovers. Next, we have Tennessee Titans. I do like them. Derek Carr has really been regressing the last couple of weeks. Yes, I do understand that some of it has to do with the fact that, you know, he can't play in cold water. Cold water. Oh, my God, I can't talk. Cold weather. But uh, they are back, at, and they are back at home. But this offense is just kind of completely kind of falling apart. I do like Darren Waller still against Tennessee Titans, um, but this is kind of more, your more cheaper option uh, over on DK and Fancy Draft. Last but not least, you have Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's gimpy. I don't think you're going to see him do much better than what he did last week. Um, this is definitely a better defense than what he faced. So, which was what the LA Rams. Yeah, this this defense is way better even on the road. Um, you actually get kind of a discount over on FanDuel and Fantasy Draft. So that's it. That's the rundown for this week. Like I said, if you have any questions, questions or comments, anything, just DM me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13, R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. Or hit me up in the full-time DFS Slack chat. But until then, take it easy. Let's go win some fucking money.